Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. going on everybody welcome to our second show of the day here on bwr i am Navelle j lee your host this wonderful friday december 11th 2009 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific coast time here on blogtalkradio.com we're going to be having on two guests in this 45 minute segment later on in the evening we're going to be joined by julian jacobs who plays the role of britta on nbc's new comedy series community she will be talking to us for a brief pit period, but first we got up here James Maslow. Let's let's get into a little bit about him, shall we? He first got his premiere on an episode of iCarly in playing Shane, I believe, playing as Shane in I Saw Him First. Well, now fans will get to see him as James Diamond on Big Time Rush, which will premiere in January 2010. But they had the sneak preview of it. A few weeks ago, which is still airing on Nick and Team Nick, James Maslow is joining us right now. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How you doing? Good, good, man. Thanks, thanks for showing up tonight, man. Pleasure to have you. Oh, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, <clears throat> I apologize if I sound a little, little scruffy and fighting a bit of a cold. So bear with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I, I noticed you sounded hoarse. I thought you were like shouting or something, like, you know, that 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 thing that sing artists do when they're in a recording studio. You, you sing and shout too much, and now your voice is gone. I, I thought that's what that was. but No, no, no. I try not to shout too much because we do have to sing, but uh, in fact, I was trying to get through singing today. But uh, oh. no, it, it's all good. It just kind of kind of jumped up on me yesterday, and I'm doing good. I'll be over in a day or so. Wow. You you definitely have that stamina to think that it will be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's confidence. I, I believe in vitamins and sleep. It'll be good. <laughs> All right. I, I wish I had that quote unquote confidence. <laughs> I never do when I get sick like you, but yeah, I should say it's more like fair because I need to get over it quickly, right? Uh, that's probably a, the better answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, for all of you who did not check out uh, Big Time Rush um, on the gosh, I'm gonna put myself on the, on the 29th of November, uh, tell us, tell us exactly who who who's James. On, on the show. What is James? What's he like? Who is he? Well, I play James Diamond, and James Diamond is a very uh, very motivated character. What motivates him is, is, is fame and the idea of becoming a pop star. Even when, when we're in Minnesota, none of my friends think about anything but hockey, and though I love the sports and love, you know, love my boys as friends, I also have been studying you know, pop and, and, and L.A. culture and fame and everything since I was little. So when this opportunity to audition, kind of this American Idol type contest comes to town, you know, James Diamond is just stoked to have the, the chance to go and, and be able to sing and perform and live that life. And, uh, you know, luck come with it. He gets the opportunity. In fact, all, all four of us do. Yeah. So you know. James Diamond is like the one that's the most, I don't want to use the word egotistical, I would say the most confident out of the group. 
You're definitely confident. In fact, you know, maybe maybe not egotistical, but maybe uh, you know, you've been referred to as the lovable narcissist. Definitely, definitely uh, like, like fashion. That. Definitely uh, into looking good. It's kind of what he does. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the cool thing about the cool thing about this uh, this show, as well as I was just saying before you got here, what's interesting is that you guys are actually recording. Besides filming the show, you actually are recording your first album. Is that right? Yeah, though, it, though it, I'm sure it doesn't sound like it now. We actually do sing in real life, and uh, we're getting the opportunity with with uh, Columbia Records to go and record our own album. We're working on that right now, and it's it's going fantastic. So it's pretty cool to get to you know play that in the TV show and then in real life actually do it. And and speaking of the fact that you are a uh, a singer songwriter, um, is there any of songs that you guys have done that you had influenced or you had written or um, you, no, would hope, point, you would hope to have on the album uh, a song that you write? Yes, and I think uh, I think come second album we're going to get more opportunity. However, we've had a lot of influence in each song we've gone over as a group so far. It's been pretty cool that we get, um, you know, in the studio get a lot of say in, in making each song our own. So that's that's been pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, now how did you, now how did how did you find your love for acting and singing? Um, what, what drove you into that passion? Well, I always sang when I was younger, and uh, I think, in fact, it, it almost found me more than I found it because my, uh, my mom threw me into choirs when I was five or six years old. She just threw me into San Diego Children's Choir. Didn't even ask me. Just signed me up. She just was like, oh, you're doing this. No questions asked. And you're, oh, no, she didn't even tell like, me. Yeah, so, yes, mommy. Be, that would have been the courteous thing to do if you're going to force something upon your child. <laughs> she pretty much just uh, just dropped me off one day. I'm like, where am I? She's like, oh, no, you're going to choir. I'm like, what? She left. I hated it for the first two weeks. I couldn't stand it. I was, you know, I went from just playing sports to, like, all of a sudden I'm sitting in a big, like, church where we first had it, you know, just singing. And I, almost two weeks on the dot, something clicked. I just fell in love with it. I'd always sang, and now I was like, wow, I'm actually around other people that can do this and do this well. I get to do this and, like, perform in front of people. I'm like, this is sick. Like what you know? So honestly, it, it was it, it turned into a miracle, and from then on, I just trained every day, and uh, it was really the eighth grade, I think, that uh, I decided. Look, I want to do this for the rest of my life, and that's uh, when I decided to go to my first performing arts school, which I continued to go through uh, to performing arts school throughout high school, and uh, you know, it was, it was singing to opera to musical theater that transitioned into film and television, and you know, pop rock. What we're doing now. Oh, see, see now, see now. You hated it before, but look where, look where it's gotten you. See that? Uh, it's become my passion. You know, I, 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 uh, you know, I guess I was decent at it, and I had so much fun doing it that I figured, hey, why not do this for a living? And uh, so I've worked towards that ever since. See now, now we got to get this shout out to the mom because if it wasn't for the mom, you wouldn't be doing this right now. So shout out to James Maslow's mom. <laughs> there right you now. go. There you go. That's what we're doing right now. We're shouting out to mom right now. You see. Mm-hmm. see? This is what you got to do. You got to force the kids to do what they don't want to do. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe may, made it a little over, more over dramatic, but shout out to the pops as well, because I'm pretty sure he's the one that ended up driving me to everything. So uh, <laughs> I got to say thank you, Dad. Appreciate it. Yes, yes. Thanks, James's dad. Got to. Hey, we can't drive at that young age, so you got to do it for us. So. Right. Thanks so much. Let me, so let me much. tell you, the day I turned 16, I had my license, and my dad was so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> Did he rush you to get your license? Is that what it was? No, he, he didn't you? rush me. I, I'm that kid who's been reading Car and Driver since I was like eight years old. I love cars. But I rushed me to get my license. I had my permit the day of. 
Actually, right before I got my permit, they switched it to 15 and a half. So, like, you know, you used to go get your permit 15. Then they switched that yeah. and moved it up. I was just pissed. So I got it. I was the, the driving instructor. Like, my dad's had this driving since we were little, like, on private land and stuff. So it wasn't a big deal. He's, like, he's literally reading a magazine. He's, like, you know how to drive? I'm, like, yeah. He's, like, cool. So we got that done with. And uh, I had it. I had it, I think, the day after my birthday. So maybe, you know, one day after. But, you know, I needed it. I wouldn't be able to be up in L.A. driving all the time in San Diego if I didn't do that. So it all worked out. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. And you did the appearance on iCarly, like I said. You were in I Saw Him First, which I believe was the season two premiere of the show. Yep. And it's funny. I, I was I was reading up on this interview, and it seems that a lot of people sparked interest saying that you could be the next Zac Efron. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I've never heard that comparison in my life, actually. Wow, thank you for a first. Um, no. It's actually, you know, it's it's cool. In fact, I uh, I take that as a huge, huge compliment because I have all the respect in the world for him. I've, I've yet to meet him, but, you know, he's obviously worked very hard to be where he's at, and he does a great job doing it. So, hey, man, I think that's a cool compliment. I, I'd love to, to be in that position. I think, uh, you know, it, it's, it's cool to work towards it and cool to have more of a, you know, with this we've got more of the, the record, uh, you know, singing stuff behind it, and for me that's kind of, kind of a dream even 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 better yet than just just the movie or just the show so it's kind of cool yeah absolutely man and yeah as soon as as soon as i read it i was like you know what he does kind of look like zach in some kind of angles but not so much it's so the hair uh, it's the from. hair i figured that i out. think it's that yeah it's the <laughs> hair all right you yeah yeah i got lots of it, it is the hair that, that's pretty much what it is <laughs> i would it too to be honest but i guess people don't see past <laughs> but no it's <laughs> It's all good. And you, you guys had worked with uh, hitmaker uh, hit Desmond Child. You guys worked with him. That had to be cool for you. Yes, actually, uh, I got to fly out to Nashville, and we were doing a pilot a year ago to record with him, and that was an experience. He has this amazing studio. It's literally in a cabin in Nashville, up in the woods, you know, away from everything. I kid you not, yeah. we're sitting out on, on the deck you know, five feet away from the recording studio, and I see a deer just chilling and another deer just chilling next to it. I mean, I remember the last time I saw a deer in my life. I mean, it was it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome to be up there and do that. And then recently we worked with him again, uh, you know, down here in L.A., and he's just uh, he's just a miracle maker. He's, he's amazing, amazing at what he does. And so that was, that was definitely, uh, that was definitely unreal. It was such a pleasure. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing how far you guys have come, because Another interesting tidbit was that you got you had auditioned for this part two years ago. Is yep. that right? <clears throat> yeah, it's been it's been about two years. It was uh, a year of auditioning before we did the first pilot, which was I think it was three screen tests, or and then we did a fourth screen test and more. I think they did four national tours and saw about fifteen thousand kids. They say. So uh, and I think I was in the very first audition in L.A. <laughs> but it was cool, man. It was definitely definitely worth the wait. Let me say, tell you that much. How was the how was the audition process? It was interesting. I think you know <laughs> back in the day, I'm sure they don't want me to say this, but they called it the boy band boot camps. And uh, oh god, <laughs> we've really turned into the anti boy band, so to speak. You know, really on the show because we're not. We're not striving to recreate anything like that. It's not like four guys and choreographed dance moves all the time. Of course, you have bits and pieces of that. It's more of like a, a music group, like pop rock coming together. But uh, back yeah. in the day, you know, it was all still being created, and that's just what they called it. And it was 
for example, the first screen test, they flew out from across the country, maybe 40 kids, and put us up in hotels for three days. And it was three days from like six in the morning until six or eight or ten at night of just, you know, dance, rotate to singing, rotate to acting, cut people, cut people, couple dance. I mean, it was really, it was like, like American Idol in that, in that sense. It was so much like uh, how, how the show represented it in the first episode. And uh, it just got smaller and smaller each screen test, and different people came in, mm-hmm. and a couple of the same people were there. And eventually, uh, to be honest, it was very, very slow until four or five months ago, and um, we finally cast Ken- Kendall. And once he came on board, everything was like, all right, we got the four, and we've been, we've been running with it since, and it's been an unreal experience. <laughs> wow, man. It's looking like it's paying off now. So, uh, you know, I, I watched I watched the, uh, the special preview of the show, it was very cool, very very uh, different uh, than what you would expect. Like you said, from uh, from the boy band type of like programs, it's like entourage meets making the band, which means it turns into a comedic spin. So, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. It's so it's, it's uh, very unique to Nickelodeon, and it's really really cool to you know be blessed with the opportunity to uh, to bring that. So, so you got you, I gotta ask this because I know everybody wants to know you guys. Do hang out outside of the show, correct? Besides. Yes, I just had lunch with Kendall because we actually had a – we got off earlier than 10 o'clock at night, so if you can call lunch at 5 o'clock lunch, we did that. <laughs> 5 yeah, o'clock had, lunch? Yeah, lunch enough. We, we yeah. back in time when you're on a soundstage. Uh, man, after my own heart, I eat any time of the day and I call it lunch. That's great. <laughs> yeah, sure. I have lunch at 5 in the morning, lunch at 5 in the afternoon, 6 lunch. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan man. of food, in case you can't tell. Oh, Oh man, why why are we not best friends, dude? I'm serious. My whole life in existence is eating. Besides oh, doing the show, folks. But, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's. In fact, Crafty uh, are my best friends. Craft Services, who provide the food on set, we're really yeah. really good friends, and they know that if I don't eat at pretty much every break, uh, I I don't do well. So it's pretty much. <laughs> it's like we got five minutes, James. I know where you're at. You're at Craft Services. Yep, I'm there. Uh, nice. <laughs> it's great. It's great. I wish. <laughs> That's probably the biggest perk of being on set. You know, long hours, all that, yeah, I can get old, but, hey, there's food there 24-7, so I love it. Yeah, uh, when's the next flight out to Los Angeles again so I can be around that food? Jeez, hey, whiz, man. You are hereby invited. You can come on set anytime you want, buddy. Come eat some food. We even get even get catering in the production office for lunch. Hey, hey. I'm already sold on the food, dude. <laughs> you don't have to pay any more. I'm 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 right there. I'm right there for you. Well, for the food, but I'm there for you too. I'll, I'll you know I'll <laughs> pretend like it's more of a friendship thing than a food thing, even though I know better. But to make myself feel good, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like you actually like me for me. You know, so that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll 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 go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Punk. So what do you what do you what do you like to do um, in your spare time uh, if you have any? <laughs> um, you know I've learned I've learned to cherish spare time. Let me tell you, weekends when we get them, woo, it's called weekends for a reason. Um, no, yeah. and I love uh, I try and hit the beach at least once a week if I can. You know these days maybe every couple of weeks. But um, I grew up surfing, and for me that's one of my biggest you know pastimes, biggest way to relax and and just uh, let my mind go, and as well as you know, uh, exercising and training. Like I, I, I've gotten into climbing pretty recently, and uh, I was able to go and do Mount Whitney last June. And so now I'm kind of working towards doing uh, Mount Rainier, maybe next winter or sometimes in, in the next year. So, yeah, if I'm not at the beach doing that, I'm usually uh, training with a couple of my really good friends uh, towards mm. some of that stuff. And that really, it's nice. It's a completely different world. You know, it gets gets you to sweat a little bit and gets you to take take your mind off of uh, you know the normal day to day stuff. Yes, and 
I don't know if many people know this, and if they do, then it shows how much I don't know as a host because I don't follow up properly. Uh, you are a BMX racer. When I was younger, I did that. Yeah. You did that, that, yeah. When, <laughs> when I, when I, I mean, this, is, this is like the hugest thing here on the East Coast. I mean, everybody that I know that I'm friends with are BMX racers. You you have no idea how much we love BMX. That's like our right thing. On. I feel like I shouldn't call myself a BMX racer when all of them are probably ten times better than I am. But, uh, no, when I was younger, for, for a couple of years there, I definitely was very much so into that um, race at a couple, you know, a bunch of local competitions in San Diego. You know, when I was younger, it was, like, my big investment. I spent, you know, $500 on a, a nice uh, Diamondback, Bombshell Forks type whole setup. I still have that bike, which I, I love. And, uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Nice. Very, very nice. In fact, and I just brought have... my, old, my old BMX bike, like, just my first Mongoose, like, really heavy you know, just when I was when I was fun, tiny little bike to set. So now when I'm around set and need to get from place to place, I ride this tiny little thing, just jumping over things, and everybody freaks out like I'm gonna hurt myself. But it's a lot of <laughs> a lot of fun. Are you like saying, oh God, I should be wearing pads on my knees and arms and everything, because I'm gonna just injure myself very very bad. <laughs> I, I don't worry about it, but of course it's the one time that I'm like, oh, I'm gonna be fine that I go out there and jump over something and fall. <laughs> it's always when you're trying to act confident and cocky, like, oh, dude, come on. I used to do this for a living that you, like, you know, miss the pedal and scrape your leg, and you get that, that told-you-so look, and you walk away like it doesn't hurt, then it, it actually hurts. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that thing you see on the TV show. You, you get up, and then it's like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm cool, and then everybody walks away, and you're like, oh. Crying. You're in tears. <laughs> but, hey, as long as you can hold it, as long as you can hold it off so people don't see you, then it's totally okay. You're still really <laughs> manly. <laughs> you realize now that people hearing this, they'll probably be going like, "I wonder if he actually, if he hurts himself, he holds it in, and then he cries when people walk away." Uh, I, like a little girl. Like a little girl. Like a little... <laughs> it, it, it's it's more of the like, oh, it didn't hurt at all, than walk away and just like sit down, like that really hurts. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> more of like laughing of how, about how stupid I just laugh at myself, like, oh, that was cool. Turn around, I'm like, I am not smart. Nope, that was yeah. a, not a smart thing to do. Uh, no, not at all. My leg's bleeding. It was great. Oh, uh, look, look, there's stuff oozing out of my leg right now. Yeah, that's not painful. <laughs> See, actually, something, <laughs> something happened yesterday. We're doing a, a hockey scene, and uh, we we do this little stunt where I'm supposed to get checked into the, the counter. And uh, I was supposed to just, like, hit my shoulder on the counter, be nothing. But, of course, there are things to break, and I was allowed to knock things over. So we go full out, and I end up going on top of the counter and falling or whatever. And uh, little I realized, I get up and I'd scraped my arm. There's like a five-inch, like gnarly, I mean, pretty gnarly scrape going down my arm. And I get up and I'm like, yeah, that kind of hurt. I'm like hiding it, you know, to walk away because I want them to let me do it again next time. And I'm just like bleeding. It's really pretty, pretty bad. But it was one of those total fake moments. Like, oh, dude, I'm fine. Like, did you get hurt? It looks like you got hurt. I'm like, dude, come on. I was fine. I walk away. Where are the bandages? Seriously, let's cover this up right now. Wait. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, don't let them write it up. They won't let me do this again. And it was so much fun. <laughs> it's a lot of that. So much fun acting like an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I totally was an idiot, but it was, it was a lot of fun. Hopefully it'll look good. <laughs> I, will, I will never say that about you unless I see it in person and you actually do that in front of my face. Then I will call you an idiot. Awesome. Well, you know, and if I ever end up trying to show off doing something I'm not very good at, um, you get. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll see. That that's true. That's true. You'll probably hear it here first, people. But, probably uh, will. I'll come back to you just to tell you the awesome, nice. stupid things I do on a daily basis. 
Nice. <laughs> I got to ask this, too. What – James Mazo and James Diamond, are there any similarities between the two? Do you see yourself in James Diamond and vice versa? You, you know, I think every actor puts a tiny bit of himself in every character. So, absolutely. Um, you know, James and, Diamond – And not just the, and not just the fact that you look just like him. You know, you know we, we look very, very similar. We don't, I think I think James Diamond has a little bit more wrinkle in his face, though. Yeah, on occasion, on occasion. Yeah. No one thought that. You know, if I had to say one or the other, I'd say James Maslow is just slightly more handsome. But uh, that's just me. Maybe it's my bias. But uh, that, You're allowed to have it. Yeah, there you go. But uh, you know what? James Diamond, very fashionable, always always dressed up. Even when he's casual, he's, he's trying to make whatever he's got look good, and I think he generally does. Um, when I wake up, I pretty much find whatever's mostly clean and put it on to go to mostly work. Mostly clean. Are you trying to say that you're not one of the tidiest, cleanest people around in Okay, actually I'm a very I'm a very hygienic person. So it will be clean, but it's probably gonna be folded up on the ground somewhere. I don't really put things away because I don't have time. If I had time I'd I'd promise I'd be much more neat and clean, but I I just don't. So things end up partially folded but clean in I don't know, various places. Often I, I dress in my car because uh, I just wear my PJs out and shower on set half the time, which is quite nice. Um, you know, yeah. but <laughs> one one big difference, you know, James Diamond, there's a bunch of jokes about in, in the show how he's always, like, doing his hair and combing it and putting product in it, which is ironic since literally when I get to set, even for the show, they don't put product in my hair. Like, rarely do they do anything. In real life, <laughs> I never do, ever. In fact, and you can you can quote me on this and you can check it out, I take less time in hair and makeup than any of the guys. No joke. So uh, that, that's a bit of a difference between the character and myself. But, nice. Uh, you know, I think, I think we're both, we both try and have fun. Both are very motivated. You know, that's something I try to bring to the character to, to reflect that he, he has such a motivation. But James Diamond is a little, he doesn't know the best ways to go about things sometimes. Maybe, maybe even a little airheaded sometimes because he wants it so bad he'll, he will make a fool out of himself. I have no problem making a fool out of myself for work. But on a daily basis, I try and maybe play it a little more cool. Oh, okay. That's where the blonde sets in, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, the inner blonde sets in. The, the inner blonde sets in. That's yeah, the highlights are for James Diamond, so that, there's a difference again. <laughs> I gotcha. There you go. There you go. Now, you guys are going to be doing a summer concert tour, is that right? Next year? Most likely. Nothing is set in stone at all. Um, in stone. fact, okay. everybody is focusing on the show at first. But I'd imagine as soon as we uh, finish the first season, um, which, you know, will be sometime maybe during the summer, we could, uh, we're definitely going to go and do a tour. I'm not sure when exactly or how many stops or any of that, but uh, after the first season we'll definitely definitely go and perform somewhere sometime. <laughs> nice. Very, very I, cool. I know that's really specific, so now you can go tell everybody exactly where to be at what time. But, uh, you know, that's right. Oh, I won't tell them that. I'll just say, oh, just listen to the show, dude. <laughs> yeah, no, you expect me to watch, repeat it by my mouth. Listen to the show, get hints and eventually we'll throw data at you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Exactly it. Now, when you did uh, when you did all those uh, plays, when you did uh, Les Mis and Footloose and everything like that, love Footloose, by the way. Footloose is my favorite thing to do. I know my high school did it. Yeah, it's so much fun. That that was absolutely amazing. When And, uh, of course, this is my bias talking. So. Yeah. I'm allowed to have it, right? Right? 
Uh, yeah, momentarily at least. I may take it away for you that power soon enough. But since you're on the same page as me, then sure, go ahead. Thank you very much. <laughs> What's the biggest difference doing those and then when you're doing a big time rush? Because you know you you're basically on stage in front of an audience, and it's like right there live and in the moment. And if you mess up, then hello, how do I back, bounce back from that? You know, kind of feeling. Um. Well, actually, that was always some of my favorite parts. When things went wrong on stage, it was uh, always that little challenge of who's the quickest, who's got the, the way who can, you know, just keep moving without people noticing. That's what's really fun about, about the stage, and you get to perform in front of a live audience, which is just invigorating. I mean, there's nothing like it. So when we go out and we do sing or I get to sing in front of people or perform, I mean, it's, it's the best feeling in the world. However, you do, you know, the same script over and over and over again, where right. in the show... And on TV, we get to have a new script every week. And we get to do new material and learn new material and study it and be on location and change. And that's amazing, and that is so much fun. So they both definitely have their ups and downs. And I'd say it's, it's more immediate gratification when you're on stage and you're in front of people. But uh, it's, it's more uh, amazing in the long run looking at TV because you just see so many people go into that production and, and everything that's done behind the scenes and in post-production after it's done. And to watch it afterwards is like, oh, wow, that was pretty cool how it all comes together. Absolutely, man. Now, tell us one thing, tell us one thing that you think that most people will not know about you that they'll be interested to know about you. Most people would not know about me, but they'd be interested to know about well, I don't know how interested they'll be, but um, <laughs> when I was younger, I wore sandals for pretty much two years straight. I almost never wore shoes except for when I performed because I just didn't need to, and I hated putting on shoes. And for some reason, now that I'm in L.A., um, I barely ever wear sandals anymore because I'm just not at the beach as much as I want to be, which makes me a little sad, but yeah, it works. See, I'm like the complete opposite. I don't wear sandals. I wear shoes. And the only time I'll wear sandals is if I am in California. <laughs> well, so I guess, that, I guess that makes sense. That's like the poor opposite, dude. <laughs> but I was in California, man. I, I I skated in sandals, and people used to freak out about that. Like I ran and said, not like long runs, but I was just I didn't need to wear shoes. Why take the time? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't some... you fear that you trip in sandals if you ran, dude? Seriously. When you wore them as much as I did, it was like being a bare feet. I don't know. I was actually like a pro at sandals. Most people like when you had to sneak up on somebody when you're a little kid, were like really loud. I was like Shh, like the heel down first, and then so. I was I was kind of amazing at wearing sandals, if I can say so. I was really good at it. <laughs> yeah, that uh, confidence coming through again, right? I, I know. You know what? I would just I, I got to say, I'm a professional sandal wearer. I mean, I, I think that is an amazing talent. You may not think so, but hey, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep this confidence about it because you should have that printed on a T-shirt. I wear sandals well. That's right. <laughs> Show it off. Show it off. It worked the next time. Show it yeah. off at the studio. I'd like to like, tell I'm people around the world, sandal, wear. sandal wearing ability, if you have it. I rock the sandals. That's pretty much how you got to put it. I rock the sandals. <laughs> That'd be a funny t-shirt. Yes, it would. I'm known to be funny. Sometimes. Not all the time. All right. All right. I'll give you that. You've been moderately com comedic tonight, yeah? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the backhanded gestures. I really want to be great friends, but we're just being so mean to each other. But we'll keep talking. We'll see how it goes. Wait a minute. Does that mean that when we do that, aren't we friends now? I think so. I think it's one of those, like, love-hate things, but it's more you just goofing on each other. Like, you know, best friends, you mess with each other. That's what happens. That's what I do. I think that's, I think that's it. Hmm. 
Wow. Yeah. We're closer than we thought. I think so. <laughs> and I think that I think the, the the love for the food just brought us together. I think that I think that works. Honestly, that's that's an inseparable bond. If anybody can eat like I can eat, and I kind of sense that you might be able to, you seriously, anytime you want to hang out, let's go get food. Absolutely, dude. And uh, before you go, uh, I'd love for you to do a a promo for us for this show here. Um, of course. Say anything that you would like, except it has to include your name and Buzzworthy Radio in it. Say anything that I'd like, except, all right, should I make it pretty simple? You can make Buzz- it as simple as you want. <laughs> all righty, just go ahead right now. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. Hey, what's up, guys? This is James Maslow, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. Hope to see you around. Cool, cool. Simple. Simple to the point. I like it. Cool, man. Cool, man. So, listen, you are welcome back on the show anytime you want. I'd love to have you back on the show. Absolutely. Oh, thank as you well very as much. The rest of the, as well as the rest of the crew, obviously. But, you know, cool. you got first dib, so. <laughs> well, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, yeah, maybe before, uh, you know, the beginning of the year in January, we're going to have our premiere. So maybe we can talk right before or after that. That'd be cool. Absolutely. I would love to. Thanks so much, dude. All right, man. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure talking to you, man. I hope to talk to you real soon. Absolutely. You take care, man. You too. Bye. Bye. That was James Maslow from the new Nickelodeon TV show, Big Time Rush, which will be premiering in January of 2010, but they had a special preview showing of the show on Nickelodeon um, Thanksgiving weekend, which is still being aired right now on Nickelodeon and Teen Nick. So make sure you guys check your local listings to find out when it's airing next. But we are going to take a short break. We're going to take a little quick break here. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Jillian Jacobs, who played the role of Britta on NBC's new comedy series, Community. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dr. Blockstein, and you're listening to Buzzworthy Radio on Blog... What? No, I, I can't do it like he does it. I, I just can't. Eh, all right, I'll try. <coughs> it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy. <coughs> God, that hurts my voice. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. I'm Allison Bree from NBC's Community and AMC's Mad Men, and you're listening to Ballsworthy Radio. <laughs> and welcome back to Balls worthy radio. Yeah, uh, we had Allison. That was the wonderful and talented Allison Bree from Community and AMC's Mad Men, who did that lovely promo for us. Backstory to that quick backstory. Reason why that was said is because when we were trying to tell her the name of the show, she thought we were saying bald instead of buzz. So she was like, "Wait, are you guys saying?" What is it you're saying? Buzz? I was like, yeah, buzzworthy. What you did you say? I thought you said ballsworthy. Why would you name your show Ballsworthy Radio? And I was like, maybe we need some balls. I don't, I don't know. But 
<laughs> but she did. But she did this one, and I said, in honor of the fact that we're having Jillian Jacobs on the show, we've got to play that promo. So we finally played it on this show. So there it was. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. She's always so much fun to talk to on the show. So it was great. We love to have her back on any time. So Allison Bree, if you're listening right now, come back to the show. We love to have you back here. But right now, we're about to listen to a wonderful and talented Jillian Jacobs on our show, which aired yesterday. Actually, not aired, but it was taped yesterday. So here it is, Jillian Jacobs. We are joined right now by the wonderful Jillian Jacobs, who plays Riza on NBC's Community. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, describe Britta for us. All right. Well, I would say that Britta is a girl who seems pretty tough on the outside, but maybe is a lot more vulnerable on the inside than she would like to let on. She, uh, she dropped out of high school, so she got her GED, and she's trying to, you know, get her life on track, and she's she's at Greendale Community College trying to do that. Okay. Very good. I, I Actually, I, it's funny. Um, I thought about the uh, Britta and any scenes from last week simply because I thought they were the most funniest ones I've ever seen simply because it was about the sex talk. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the great. That's it. I, I was like, wow. Um, hmm. <laughs> I, you know, doing that whole episode around the STD fair really brought up some interesting conversations on set. But it was it was really fun to shoot those scenes with Allison at an event where we were breaking into the dean's office and you know getting caught. It was it was a really fun episode. Oh, absolutely. It, it was. I mean, it was seriously funny where everybody could just say the word. I'm going to say it now because I'm alone. Penis, but uh, it, and she couldn't. <laughs> it was just, well, <laughs> this is uh, this is interesting. Uh, I would love to go to this place. <laughs> I just thought I thought I thought that was the most comical episode so far of this show. I mean, every every show has been really funny, but this pretty much I think broke broke the mold simply because of that. So, well, I'm glad I'm glad you liked it. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, the episode that's supposed to air on tonight's um, lineup, um, there's a Christmas party that's supposed to be thrown. Mm-hmm. Just inside on that one a little bit. Because I know Anthony Michael Hall, yeah. who everybody knows from the 80s movies, he's, he's my favorite, Weird Science, uh, 16 Candles, and, of course, having a lead role in The Dead Zone. Um, he's going to be guest starring in tonight's episode. So what was it like working alongside him in tonight's episode and what's going down in tonight's episode? Well, it was pretty amazing because it was the first time that he and Chevy Chase had really worked together since vacation um, when he played yeah. his son. So it was that, that was like a very surreal pop cultural moment to watch them see each other for the first time in, you know, 20-something years. And um, it was it was really fun. You know, we're... He plays this really mean, aggressive bully, which is kind of the antithesis of all of his parts from the 80s, you know. Um, and uh, and he picks a fight with Abed and Jeff, and the whole gang gets involved. So it was really, really fun. 
And, yeah, um, Shirley's character is trying to throw a Christmas party without realizing that not everybody in the cast is Christian. And um, so you have a lot of conflict with people of different faiths coming together around the holiday season. And, um, you know, it's, it's our mixture of sweetness and absurd silliness that we do on Community. That's funny. I can't wait to see that. Can can we say what what's uh what's Britta? What's Britta since she's not uh, since everybody's not Christian? What's Britta? Well, I don't think it's too hard to guess that Britta is an atheist. She's the atheist of the group, but uh. Oh, yeah. that's gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna watch Shirley grapple with the fact that uh that she has a very diverse uh, study group. Interesting. Cannot wait to see that. That's going to be fun. And the other thing I also wanted to bring up is besides doing community, you're also seen in The Good Wife, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did the pilot of The Good Wife as well, yeah. With uh, Juliana Margulies. Love mm-hmm. her, right? Very good. Yeah. Um, and uh, what did you, uh, you do in that one? Who are you in that? Well, I played her assistant in the pilot, and if, you know, if Community hadn't made it to air, then I would have been a recurring character on that show. So I was very lucky to do two pilots this year. Um, And the show's terrific, you know, and I I felt really lucky to be a part of that one as well. I'm sorry I couldn't do both, but I don't think it's humanly possible to be on two television shows that shoot on opposite coasts. Opposite and opposite networks, too. Yes, that probably is also a hindrance, but, yeah, it's a great show. So that's pretty cool. That is really cool that you did that. Very happy for you. And how did you how did you get into the world of acting? Is it something that found you, or was it something that uh, you always um, to do? I, my mom signed me up for an acting class when I was in maybe third grade, and I just fell in love with it. And so basically from there on out, I just tried to do as much as I could. I did plays and took acting classes and, you know, was basically in a play um, from third grade until I graduated high school as often as I could be. And um, and then I studied acting and, and uh, you know, tried to get work as a professional actress. So I've been I've been at this since I was about eight years old, I would say. Okay, and there was a uh, couple of uh, theater credits under your belt, one of which is A Feminine Ending, Mm -hmm. which you were in alongside Marsha Mason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You've heard of her, right? Yeah, I know. Five-time Oscar nominee, Marsha Mason. It's pretty incredible. Nice. And doing doing theater in comparison to doing uh, television shows that's scripted uh, and on a small screen, where you can do the retakes and everything, what what's the hugest thing for you where you feel like this is so, so much of a rush that you have no idea what's going to happen? Because I know if I were on stage doing theater in front of people, I probably might choke. <laughs> <laughs> I might choke and I might mess up and I might trip on stage or anything. Whereas, you know, if you're doing a scripted show, you know, you have the, you have the option of if you do mess up that you can, like, read shoot the scene you yeah. don't you can't shoot a scene when you're doing theater yeah but you know the great thing about doing theater is that you always have the rest of your cast there supporting you so that you know what no matter what happens you're going to get through it you know because yeah. unless there's you know massive amounts of blood on stage a play never stops so 
I've, you know, I've seen people break limbs and the play keeps going or things fall down and the play keeps going or people in the audience have a heart attack and the play keeps going. So you really learn that, you know, you can basically get through just about anything. I think the only time I've been in a play that stopped is when the fire left fire alarm went off and they made us evacuate the theater and we stood outside for 10 minutes with the audience and then we went back and stage and just kept going from where we stopped so you definitely i've never heard that happen before that's interesting yeah yeah it was was pretty surreal yeah and that was the night that all the critics were there so every review of the play was like it was great for the first 10 minutes and then the fire alarm went off but uh we got through it Nice. I <laughs> never, never in my uh, Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it never went off in uh, when I did some. So it was like, mm, wow. <laughs> That's a new one to look out for now. I'm gonna. I'm now going to, whenever I go to the theater, I'm now going to be like, is the, is the fire alarm going to go off? I know. Is the fire alarm going to go off? <laughs> <laughs> and doing uh, doing a play with with Marsha when you found out that you were going to do that play with her what was your initial reaction I was thrilled you know that was a that was a huge part for me I basically I was on stage the entire time and um I was in every single scene and in between scenes I would you know deliver monologues directly to the audience so that that show is a huge undertaking and I was just really thrilled that they you know believe that I could do the part and that I was going to get to work with, you know, actors like Marsha and the rest of the cast, which were all terrific, terrific people. So that was, you know, it was a huge challenge and it was, it was really exciting. Absolutely. And it's definitely paying off for you as an, as an actress, you know, you're doing, doing theater with Marsha Mason and now you're here in a starring role in Community, which airs tonight, folks, tonight on NBC at 8. To be able to watch all all the excitement with Anthony Michael Hall as a guest star in tonight's show. I want to thank Jillian Jacobs for joining us this morning. She's great. Thank you very much. Britta on the show. And and if you don't watch if you don't watch Community, Joel McHale is going to Twitter at you until you watch the show. I'll just tell you that up front. <laughs> tell you that up front. So thank you so much for joining us this morning. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Come back anytime. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. And that was Jillian Jacobs, who plays the role of Britta on NBC's Community. You can watch that every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Coast time on NBC. You can catch full episodes for free at NBC.com and Hulu.com in case you missed it live. But for now, we're going to sign off. We're going to be back on Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with Kendra from Bad Girls Club on Oxygen. She'll be joining us on Tuesday. But for now, I'm Navelle J. Lee signing off, making sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. But before we go, we're definitely going to be playing you a little bit of Big Time Rush, the single that was heard on the preview episode. Here's the song in full. Here's all the guys. Singing big time rush. We'll see you guys.
G'day guys, it's Daniel Goddard from Young and the Restless, and this is my Australian accent. It's uh, Buzzworthy Radio, and it is a fantastic place to be. Yo, what's up? This is Kevin Rudolph. You're listening to buzzworthyradio.net. Check out my single, Let It Rock, and check out my album, In the City and Stores Now.